Welcome back to Don't Look Under the Bed. Nichelle Lund is a 14-year hospitality veteran, currently corporate sales manager with IHG Hotels, an active community member, part-time farmer, and our guest this week on Don't Look Under the Bed. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to Don't Look Under the Bed. I'm Robin. And I'm Nikki. And we have a guest today. Hi, Michelle. How are you? I am so well. How are you guys? Awesome. Good stuff. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have so much to talk about, so much to learn from you. So we always like to start with your hospitality journey. So tell us a little bit about Michelle. Um, so I actually started in y'all's neck of the woods. Um, I was a front desk agent at a Hilton property next to the Bush Intercontinental Airport. And I, I, from the word go, I absolutely loved it. Like I knew this is my industry. I found my home Yeah. and I went from front desk at that, uh, that Hilton. And then I worked in the woodlands for a little bit as a sales coordinator. And I wanted a a change, but I didn't want a huge change. So I went back to my original hotel Mm -hmm. and then was a sales coordinator and then accounts billing and receiving to learn something a little bit different and get a different side of the sales aspect. And then I wanted to grow. I wanted to learn. Mm -hmm. And I uh, applied and took a position as a sales support manager for the region, if you will. Um, Houston is its own region. Yeah, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I supported hotels that were very specifically in trouble. Um, They were going through either management changes or high staff turnover, and they didn't really have the sales support that they needed mm-hmm. to really have a, a good niche um, and hold to and their market. So I traveled from Humble, Stafford, Texas City, the Woodlands, Katy, down to Corpus Christi, out to El Paso, uh, did a little bit of everything. Um, and really kind of, kind of learned, learned sales on yeah. the fly and really made it up and made it my own and kind of developed my own style and my own way of doing things by learning each market and figuring out the personality of the hotels and what they really needed to make it work and worked with the front desk agents, the housekeeping staff, um, maintenance teams, and worked on communication because half of sales is your operations team. And we all know that you, you, we can't do our job without them. That's right. So, um, so really I would, I lived on property. Um, so I was there for three weeks at a time, um, supporting the properties And then I'd go home to my home office and then I would do all of like the paperwork and the follow-ups and things like that. And then I'd go back to the property and do trainings and really work with people to make sure that what 
I leave them with, they're going to be able to take that and continue on what I started. So walk us through like one of those days on property, like Um, over there. I like, kind of like task force, right? Very, very much like task force. Mm -hmm. Um, I was very, um, very in it for the hotel and for the market and really getting their voice out there. So I'd start, um, I'd wake up in the morning, I'd have my coffee in my room and I check emails and I do like the normal like work stuff, Mm -hmm. but I was down in the lobby and working with the front desk team on, okay, this is how you lobby lizard. This is how you Mm -hmm. engage people. This is the information we're trying to glean from them and why, because I feel like we we sometimes forget like why is very important. I'm a why person. I want to know the reason behind asking, okay, well, what do you do for this company? Yeah. Why are you traveling Mm -hmm. and asking them and engaging them and really making it a personal experience. And, and that goes throughout my career of, I want it to be an experience for the Mm -hmm. guest. And I want it to not only be an experience for the guest. I want it to be an experience for our team too. Sure. And the more we interact with each other on a human level, the more we're both going to get out of it. Yeah. Love that. Um, yeah. So, so I, I did that for um, about two years and then I um, landed in the woodlands at two properties, um, two Marriott properties and still worked kind of throughout the area and supported new salespeople and still stayed in contact with a lot of those clients to, um, you asked for my day. So I do lobby lizard and then I'd go and do two or three sales calls. Okay. I'd come back for like the check-in rush mm-hmm. and then I would do follow-ups in the evening. And then I'd be there for probably two hours in the evening time to interact with any guests that are in the lobby that are having coffee or cookies Um, and really just kind of working with our teams to, okay, this is how I would engage them. And this is why these are the questions we're asking. This is the information we're trying to gather so that we can go to their businesses and really try and capture more of what they have. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and it was truly like a hands-on training Mm -hmm. all of the time, because that's how I learn best. And if you're a front desk agent, you don't always know those things. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you're in housekeeping, you're in the back and, you know, I'll help them and we'll sit there and talk about what I do every day and why. And it was, um, it was a very, very educational experience for me because that's how I kind of stepped into my own. I figured Mm -hmm. out how I liked to lead and how I liked to sell and how I like to work with my teams. And so I, I got my own properties and, people would come to me for sales training and go through the whole thing again. Um, Helped put together blitzes for people in other markets. Uh, We went out to Dallas a couple of times. We went out to El Paso for new hotel openings and taught people how to structure blitzes because part of me being on the property and doing sales calls, instead of a one or two day blitz, I would structure a three week blitz. And I'm going to four or five companies every single day and really trying to get in the door and say, this is who we are. And this is 
we would love for you to stay with us. We have these people staying with us. Please send more people our way. So what I did on property, I very much structured like you would, like a massive, quick two-day blitz with an entire team. So it's incredible. Yeah. I blitz for two days. That's a lot. Yeah. Like I yeah. blitz for two days and I'm just like, oh, okay. You know, <laughs> getting back to my desk, like, uh, the emails, yeah. the this, the, the I, uh, three a sales blitz. blitz. It takes a lot of time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just, just the preparation alone. Yep. You have to come up with a theme. Yep. You have to come up with a target list, you know, mm-hmm. um, when I was in the Katy area working, uh, we did the blitzes by market. So in the spring we were doing, you know, the Smurf and, right. you know, whatever in the fall we were doing corporate. Mm-hmm. So it really does take a lot of work, but the reward is good, you know, because yes. you're out there and you're visible and that's what selling is. You really need to be out, out there, there and, and yeah. um, invisible where people can see you and um, you know, and, do and research. it's in- interesting because I lived on property. I didn't even go home on the weekends. Um, wow. I would take that time and go visit wedding venues and, mm. you know, give like the hotel card and say, if you're looking for a wedding room block, if you're looking for this um, and the sports, you know, authorities and the sports teams. And I would, go around to the areas where I knew there were traveling teams yeah. and you might be in town right now, staying at a hotel and you might be super happy with them. But next time you're in town, give us a call. We'd love to work with you next year or next season or whatever that looks like. Um, so it was, it was, again, it was my own way of doing things. And yeah. I wanted to really ingrain myself in each of the markets because every market is different. You cannot yeah, yeah. treat um, the woodlands the same way that you treat Texas city. Right. It's just not, yeah. and, and you know, and nobody else yeah. knows what that means, but you guys do. Yeah. we, well, do. And, we and do. It's funny because when you talk to people from like, I used to have a, a partner from new Orleans who would come up to blitz and I'd say, okay, well, you know, where do you want to go? And she pull out this list and I'm like, dude, this is Houston. This is like a week. Like, yeah. like we can't because you you you're right you're going oh I want to go down to the port so now you're in Deer Park and that's like all day you know right. oh I want to I want to hit downtown okay you know you're moving around yeah you you yep. can't go in alphabetical order so that's it's, yeah that's not a thing it's a little different <laughs> right right so <laughs> bring us up to now. Okay. Um, so, so I was at my properties, um, and the, the Houston market, um, in about in 2014 kind of took a little bit of a downturn and, um, I was in the woodlands at that point in time and oil and gas really, really took a hit and our, our properties took a hit. And it was kind of one of those, I saw the writing on the wall. I was like, maybe I need to take a break. Like I'm, I, I don't know that this industry is for me anymore. Um, I was really burnt out. I was very tired. Um, and, and I was, I I needed a break. Um, thank you for your transparency because a lot of us won't say that we're just like, you know, just pushing along and just like faking it and like, Oh, 
you know, and being exhausted doing it. So yeah. Right. Go ahead. Um, no, no, you're, you're completely fine because, and it's, you're absolutely right. A lot of us, we don't listen to that inner voice in our head and, and if we ignore her for too long, she will stop talking to us. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so I, I took a break from the industry and I actually, um, was able to take a period of time off and it worked out. So I ended up helping out, taking care of my dad for a little bit because he was really sick. Um, and then I started a new career and then, um, my, my now spouse, but at that point, um, my, my boyfriend, which is weird to say my boyfriend, he was like, Hey, there's a job opportunity in Sioux Falls. I was like, okay, where is, where is Sioux Falls? Where exactly is Sioux Falls? <laughs> um, there's Sioux? a map behind me for like the, I had no idea where Sioux Falls was. <laughs> I was like, well, it's in South Dakota. Like, oh, I was like, um, which one is that? <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh Sioux Falls. So um we that was he told me in January, February, January, February that there was an opportunity in Sioux Falls, and by July we were up here. Wow. Um, we had packed up our house and yeah. said goodbye to friends and family and all of the things. Um, and, um, all of my friends and family, I should preface that my husband is not from, uh, so far, not from Houston and we moved up here and it took a couple of years. And I finally realized, you know, I really am not digging where I'm at. And I really miss being out in the community, knowing, knowing people and mm-hmm. being outside and not stuck in an office or behind a computer all day. And I took that opportunity to say, you know what, I need, I need a change. And I think I want to go back to hotels and I miss mm-hmm. it. And the minute I stepped back into hotels, I was like, oh, oh, I've missed you. And it was like, oh, <laughs> oh that's like a awesome. warm, cozy blanket that I yeah. had just lost in, in the move and kind of in life and um, was able to kind of bring that back. So I stepped back into hospitality um, in sales at a small, um, uh, Marriott property and through different networking channels. Um, we work very closely with our convention and visitors bureau and we were able to connect, um, as, as an entire industry, all of the hotels, all of the visitor industry got together for a cocktail hour mm-hmm. and, had a celebration of this giant soccer tournament is finally over. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Yeah. So hard for, and I had met two wonderful women there. We hit it off immediately. We followed each other to a ribbon cutting and really got to know each other. And a month later, one of them reached out and said, Hey, I work for this property in downtown Sioux Falls. And this person that you met is leaving. Would you be interested in her position? Uh, We'd like for you to interview for it. And I was like, I would be honored. I mean, it it was a full service property. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd never worked in full service. I'd always worked in select Ah. service or extended Mm -hmm. stay. Mm -hmm. Um, But because I had done corporate sales, because I had done sales blitzes, I had managed teams, I had 
really worked outside in the community and done outside sales and business development for the rest of my career, um, I went in and I interviewed and I have now been there for five wonderful years. Oh, that's awesome. That's amazing. Good for you. Thank you. Thank you. The power of networking is so like, you just can't, you know, you can't put a price on that. Yeah. No, you can't stress that enough. Like Mm -hmm. I always tell people your next job is going to come from somebody you already met. Yes. And that's usually what happens. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I can attest to that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That worked for me. I'm the poster child for that. So (laughs) it worked, it does work out. So quick question about limited service versus is full service sales. Is there any difference Mm -hmm. there for you? There, there is a huge difference. Um, There is a lot more separation from via departments. So I, I, in select service and an extended stay, I was very much right behind the front desk or so close to the front desk and really worked with them one-on-one on on a regular basis, full service. There's multiple of us. It's not just a one person team Mm -hmm. or a two person team. We are very much, um, in our own office and kind of in our own sales world. Mm -hmm. And so that, that cross communication and that um, opportunity for training and working with each other and kind of teaching the whys and the hows and the what's of what we do and how we all help each other is, isn't there the way, the way I would like it to be. Mm -hmm. Um, That doesn't mean it couldn't be, but it's definitely something that I do miss. And, and, but there's also like, we're a very large property for Mm -hmm. this area. So we are the largest property in South Dakota. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's our claim to fame. Yes. Um, So we, um, we are able to host a lot of teams and host a lot of events all at one time Mm -hmm. and really work with a lot of the conventions and the conferences and things like that. And I wish I had more time to interact with my team Mm -hmm. while they are interacting with those people. Yeah. But it's just not within my capacity um, with what I do. So, right. Yeah. Nikki, I know you have some questions. I'm sorry. I've been taking over the conversation. I mean, I'm like fascinated. I'm still stuck on blitzing for uh, three weeks, but that's, that's like, Was like blitzing for three weeks, three or four calls at a time and wow. then follow up and working with the team. So it's, it, it, it was one blitz stretched out over three weeks. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. But no, I was going to say, um, the, the coming from the limited service world to the full service world, or vice versa, as Robin and I both were full service and we got a chance to visit limited service, you know, up close. And there, you know, there is, there is a difference there. And it's like you said, in full service, you know, your function there is to sell and, and that's what you're doing. And you may have the relationships with the other departments, but when you're in limited service, you could be selling making bids, checking people in, <laughs> being yep. banquets. Like there's so many jobs that you could have. Mm-hmm. So right. I definitely agree with you 
there. And there's a little more pressure for your front desk to sell too. So it's like in select service, everybody is selling. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So that's true. That is very true. And and I think in, in full service, I feel like we've almost taken it for granted a little bit that yes, we are a full service hotel. So the experiences in even booking and staying with us, that it's going to be a full service experience, but our front desk is still very, very much attributed to a lot of that experience. And mm-hmm. I, and I know we'll probably talk about this a little bit later, but you know, post pandemic, I feel like we've lost a little bit of that um, human connection that, mm-hmm. you know, screens and masks and mm. everything else and looking people in the eyeballs and really connecting with people um, is it, it was a dying art form because of technology and the pandemic yeah. just kind of sped it up. Mm-hmm. Right, right. That is true. That is very yeah. true. Yeah. So talk about your market now. Are you getting like um, a fair amount of leads coming through? What are you seeing um, in terms of volume of leads coming back and, and planners being interested to book and things like that? What's going on up there? I I know. So South Dakota had a very unique position of never really closing Mm -hmm. during the pandemic. Kind of like Houston, huh? Right. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We we obviously all saw a dip, especially in those initial days and weeks in the first like solid two months. Mm -hmm. Our sports segment came back real quick Mm -hmm. and our um, social events came back fairly quickly. Yeah. Associations had conversations that they were really interested and no, we're going to put it off because people's corporate side of things didn't want people to travel. So there was a little bit of everything. So Mm -hmm. we're finally getting through a lot of the pandemic postponement events And people are finally getting back to, okay, this was an annual event that we are now going to put back on the table. And we are, I have seen more leads for 2023 come through this probably in the last six to eight weeks than I did in this time period for 2019 into Mm -hmm. 2020. Mm -hmm. So it it is interesting because things are coming back kind of fast and furious Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden it's a flurry of activity and the hotel and like, okay, I planned a vacation, but I don't know if I can take it. (laughs) You're not real sure if you can take it. (laughs) You might be, you might be busy. Wow. So, and September is typically like one of our busiest months. It's, mm-hmm. it's a high wedding month. There's a lot of end of year, um, budgeting meetings and last minute, like giant corporate, um, entities kind of getting together for the last year and hurrah, um, people kind of ending the year before their fiscal year ends on like September yeah. 30th. So mm-hmm. September is really busy for us here. And then it kind of wanes a little bit because winter is terrible. (laughs) And and then we pick right back up in March. Um, We have huge, lots of basketball and wrestling Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. all of the sports tournaments. And then we go right into 
April and May conference season. So the the ebbs and flows, yeah, we are that we're used to pre-pandemic, we have on the books and we are seeing it in real time and really, really excited about what yeah. 2023 looks like. That's awesome. So, so the, yeah. the recovery is coming. Yes. yes. Yeah. We, um, the beginning of the year was really slow and mm-hmm. we weren't really like doing budgets last year for this year was like throwing spaghetti at the wall and just let's see what sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, and it ended up being a really, really amazing year for so many people and travel on the social side, as well as the corporate side was just back in full force starting in summer. That's so encouraging. Woohoo. That's good. It is. And and I feel like now that people have started moving around again, they're moving around fast. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Like everything I get, people are like, oh, I'm making a decision in two weeks. And you're like, what? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, and I think it's interesting on the meeting planner side. um, And I'm a huge reader and I love learning new things and I love kind of growing in my own um, kind of knowledge of the industry. Um, Personalities changed over the pandemic, um, Mm -hmm. both on the consumer side and the meeting planner side as well as the hotel hotelier side. I mean, our personalities changed and we were used to hearing no all the time. And then we heard, okay, we have to cancel for so long. And, you know, that just hurts your feeling in a different way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but meeting planners I found have been more transparent in the decision-making process in why they're not moving forward with your hotel and, Um, maybe even more of this is what my client is looking for instead of you having to really try and gather that information through those facilitation calls. Yeah, that's a good point because you're, you're right. I, and I find that I'm getting a lot more people on the phone. Like usually it was me salesperson calling, leaving, maybe leaving a message or email message, Mm -hmm. message, email, blah, blah, blah. But now they're actually oh, hello. You know, we're talking, we have a dialogue. It works. (laughs) I wasn't ready. (laughs) I know know you're going to answer. (laughs) I didn't expect you to answer. I had my voicemail ready. (laughs) Right. Right. Exactly. Not going to have a a whole conversation over here, but you're, you're right. They are a lot more transparent and they're getting right down to what they want, which Mm. I can appreciate that. You know, they're like, oh, I want sessions. I'm like, well, what do you want? And then boom, here's this list Uh, instead of, well, let's just guess and see if I say something that works for you or whatever. But um, I don't know. I'd like to think that maybe over the pandemic, because everybody was canceling everything Mm -hmm. and you had hotels trying to hold on, but still have a relationship, you know, with these companies that now everybody just realizes like, okay, let's just be upfront, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. in, in order to make a win-win, we just need to be upfront. And you know, I so think I, there was a level of empathy and um, of relational courtesy that some hotels had absolutely zero grace with. 
and maybe that's coming from their upper management and, and that is what it is. There's no right or wrong way to handle it because none of us had ever been through that before. And we value our relationships so much. And we know that because we are a larger hotel, it's harder to fill our property. And we want to hold on to those relationships. We want to facilitate a really, really great experience, both on the meeting planner side, as well as the guest side. And we want you to come back to us. I want you to know that I'm going to take care of you. And if something isn't going to work because it doesn't fit at our hotel, I'm still going to take care of you. I'm Mm -hmm. still going to make sure that you go to a good place and you are taken care of by them because I'm going to facilitate that relationship too. So. I love that. Love it. Talk about your uh, community outreach. Initiatives. Um, Part of, part of my position. So I'm in, um, business development um, and corporate um, sales. And part of that is being in the community and really trying to give back um, of my time, which is the hotel's time as much as possible. So I'm I'm heavily involved in a lot of um, nonprofits and all of that is on behalf of the hotel. And um, one of of the biggest ones, is our, it's the Children's Home Society, um, and it is an umbrella company for um, uh, women and children that have uh, been in abusive situations. And um, we are working with like their board of directors and working, we can't bring them into the hotel. That's, um, it's not safe environment for them. Mm -hmm. So we do try and go to them and take care of um, some of the needs that they have, if they are needing um, additional towels or sheets or anything like that, to really kind of, you know, the gently used items that, you know, if we're changing things out and rebranding or something, or not rebranding, but, you know, changing out all of our items, um, really kind of taking care of those people that, um, that have had a rough go of it. And, um, through a lot of the community service that we're in, a lot of the nonprofits that um, I've been privileged enough to be involved in, and, and the chamber and um, and our our sales and marketing executives, um, uh, committees and subcommittees and different fundraisers um, that is noticed by your community. Mm-hmm. Um, I have made wonderful relationships with. Um, uh, board members and different um, leaders in our community. And they have recognized that the Holiday Inn, um, I work at the Holiday Inn, um, cares about our community and we want to give back. And even if it's only one person or a couple times a year that we're able to do that, um, and they, they recognize that and they say, Hey, we want to work with them because they do care about our neighbors. They care about people in the community, not, and we don't glamorize it. We don't let people know like, okay, we are going through a remodel. So we donated all of our, um, couches and chairs and ottomans and things like that to our, um, kind of like our furniture mission Mm -hmm. here. Um, and you know, our artwork, um, they, we had so much of it. They finally said, we can't take any more. And people saw us throwing <laughs> things away and 
were asking us, why aren't you donating this? I'm like, they told us to stop. <laughs> wow. So, That's a nice problem so to have. It, it's a wonderful problem to have that people know about all of these mm-hmm. different organizations. And yes, we have helped them. We've done everything that we can for them. And we, we can, we have maxed them out and, and we have nowhere to put it. So it's going in the trash. I'm sorry. Wow. Um, but that's people making an impact that. on the community. That's, that's huge. It is. It is. There's a lot of, a lot of wonderful people that, um, that have our couches in their living rooms now. (laughs) (laughs) That's wonderful. And, and, and it has been very good for us because people see that and they see our commitment to the community. And they, again, they want to do business with us because we're willing to go the extra mile for our neighbors. So that's awesome. That is cool. Tell us about Lundland. Lundland, <laughs> yes. Um, so, so if you guys, if you look at a map um, and you are looking for Baudette, Minnesota, it is at the very tippy top of Minnesota, okay. uh, right next to the Canadian border. Mm-hmm. And wow. my, that's where my husband is from. Okay. And so he was born and raised there and we had the opportunity in 2018 to purchase a parcel of land from an old family friend of his mom's. And so we now own 160 acres of, (laughs) of, uh, it was a former dairy farm, but now it is, um, it's, been it was neglected for about 15 to 20 years and mm-hmm. over the last couple of years we entered into a con- conservation stewardship program um CSP and we've planted over right about 2000 trees and oh. we've um put down a little over an acre of pollinator to kind of really facilitate like bees and butterflies mm-hmm. and um lots of deer feed and we're this winter we're going to be making um bird houses for specific species of birds up there um and really just kind of rehabilitating the space back to not its original space but really kind of putting it back into nature's hands and Mm -hmm. facilitating more wildlife on there, um, more natural, um, uh, growth. And eventually we will have, uh, a, a small retirement summer home. I've told him summer home. Let's hope it stays that way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really far North time residence. Oh my goodness. Um, and I know how to, I know how to, um, cut down trees. I've learned how to, um, tear down parts of buildings that are dilapidated. I know how to ride a tractor. Yes. <laughs> so that it's, it's been wonderful. a wonderful learning yes. experience. And my husband um, is getting ready for deer season. So he'll go up and he'll go deer hunting in a couple of weeks. So your will goals. It's amazing. <laughs> Say that again, Nikki, you were breaking up a little bit. Say I that said, again. I said your her wheelhouse of skills. That's amazing. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I mean, a hotelier. 
I'm a farmer. I'm a conservationist. Yeah. <laughs> I also do demolition on the weekends. Right. Right. <laughs> right. That yeah. is good, good stuff. Yeah. So, Nichelle, tell us what what's the future of hotel sales or what what would you like to see? Is there anything that you've read that's coming that's new, innovative or what's I I I feel like um going back to basics is sales 101, right? Sales 101, it's so important. And always being willing to grow and and yeah. reaching out to people that are doing what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um because they're successful and like taking nuggets of information from them. I recently read, um, Christine Trippi's book. Yes. Is the answer. answer. Mm -hmm. Yes. I absolutely adore her. A short hundred pages. My life was changed. Uh, (laughs) It's true. Uh, I, I was getting my, um, my vehicle's oil changed and tires rotated. And in that span of time, I read her book. I went back to my office. I put it on my colleague's desk and I was like, you need to read this because Mm -hmm. it will change how we do sales Mm -hmm. forever. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those, we know that we know all of those things Mm -hmm. in the book. Mm -hmm. Why are we not constantly reminded and fed that information and like yes is the answer we no don't can't shouldn't wouldn't are Mm -hmm. not part of our should not be part of our vocabulary there are so many better words because we have so much at our disposal for options and for opportunities so so that honestly it, it took it back to basics for me of you know, these are the options in front of you. And this is the one I think would be great for you. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I have an amazing hotel that I can, I can send you to, because I think that that's going to be a better option for you and saying, Mm -hmm. saying, no, it's not exactly. So, um, it was, it was such an impactful book for me personally, Mm -hmm. that I let my colleague read it while she was on a trip. And then, I was getting ready to go on vacation, but I ordered two more books in my uh, director's name. And then I told her, I was like, I ordered two of those books. I want you to read it. And I want you to give the other one to another department head. Mm. And I, I think this entire, I plan on buying probably five more for the rest of the department. Wow. So every department has it. I, oh, I'm going to call her and tell her that. I, I was just on right now. <laughs> I think she's on right now with Kyle Allison and the hospitality MD. They're on um, Mm. LinkedIn live tonight, I think. So Um, she's amazing. I had the opportunity to meet her a few weeks ago when she was in Houston. Yeah. She's her energy is absolutely unmatched. I absolutely adore her. And I, I ordered her book and then I think she was on her Tellier um, on an article of um, from there. And Mm that's how I was introduced to her. Mm-hmm. And I watched her, um, 60, 60 and 60. Oh conference. yeah. 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 And I, I was able to take so many nuggets and I, yeah. I was introduced to so many different people in the industry yes. and mm-hmm. 
um, follow them and send messages on LinkedIn saying, mm-hmm. I saw you on Christina's yeah. 1660 and awesome. loved what you had to say. And, um, and felt like that was such a quick and easy and powerful way to get so many different messages across. And I absolutely loved what she curated. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's an amazing awesome. idea. Yes. yes. She was like one of our first guests. I absolutely yeah. adore her. Always has. Yeah. And she's yeah. so, it's like, you just have all that. Like, that's just, that's her. That's who mm-hmm. she yes. is. Like, yeah. that's just really cool about her. And I wonder if maybe I heard her name through you guys. And then I saw her again on her tellier. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of connected um, the dots through her conference and yeah. things like that. I don't remember, but yeah. Because I mean, if she was one of your first, that was a long time ago. Yeah, that was, yeah. she was was pretty early on. Yeah. Yeah, she was. So so honestly, selling tips and techniques and how is the world changing? I think we, because we lost a lot of the opportunities for building relationships during the pandemic, I think that going forward, that is going to be more key than ever. And we're not we're not just creating a transaction anymore. We want, we're looking for that human connection and the people that we're working with may need that human connection more than we know Mm -hmm. be ready for it. And maybe don't necessarily always meet them where they're at, but meet them, meet them halfway to where you're comfortable and they're comfortable and and it's going to be a give and take and really working with people and, and relationships focused and, and remember you're working with a human being, not a robot. Mm. So I love That's that. awesome advice. That is awesome advice. Michelle, thank you so much for joining yes. us today. Oh, thank you guys so much for having me. We I so enjoyed learning from you. That was awesome. Oh, I was listening to you guys and learning from you guys. I, all the time and every every guest you have is just an inspiration well we appreciate your support i'm gonna go rethink my whole little blitz game now you (laughs) you got me kind of scrambled over here (laughs) i'm like i gotta do better (laughs) thank you for listening to don't look under the bed we appreciate your support of the show Please subscribe, share, and leave a review. Thank you.